What's up in the his house? <laughs> Carly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Well, coffee cheers. Coffee first. cheers. Woo. We are back on our original vibes. I think last episode we both had a nice coffee. We did. And we were at, we got it from Mascafe last time. Yeah, and today it's from Medina. I don't. Is it? It's not rooster. I always want to say rooster. <laughs> Medina River Coffee Roasters. Roasters, because they roast beans. But I literally, I don't know. I always want to say rooster. I'm like, it's not a rooster. Um, but I have a fall hot drink, and Star has her ice drink. And pumpkin we're uh, spice. I'm confused if it is pumpkin spice because. Both of our cups say AS. So, Medina, if you're listening, I need you to confirm. Does AS mean apple spice? Because mine kind of tastes like apple. I taste the... You know what I think? Maybe it's allspice? Um, it's like a mix of, like, pumpkin. Because mine said, like, oh, a fall... It was like, like a fall Cinnamon, drink, pumpkin, right? nutmeg, apple, nutmeg. All that. And it's it's really good, though. Like Star bakes. She said nutmeg. I didn't think of nutmeg. <laughs> Do you put nutmeg in banana bread? I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do like nutmeg. Maybe. And in chocolate, it's good. Like, you know, when you're making like Aulita's chocolate, you can put nutmeg in there. Really? Mm-hmm. I always just make the chocolate. And cinnamon. I do add the cinnamon stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. What does nutmeg look like? I've never seen nutmeg. I've only ever seen the spice, like the little. I always just use the powder. The powdered nutmeg. But I think it looks like a little... Like a like a nut, basically. Like <laughs> <laughs> nut <laughs> egg. Like, but like the, what are those things that fall from the trees? <laughs> like pecans? Pecans, yes. Oh, so I say pecan and you say pecan. Pecan? Pecan. pecan. What did pecan. I say? Pecan. You, go, you say pecan. Pecan, yeah. Are you a pecan, 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 or pecan? Pecan. pecan. I'm a pecan person, I guess. I guess what's the other... <laughs> what else do people say like that? Where, or tomato, tomato? Mm-hmm. I say tomato. Okay, tomato. Tomato. Tomato doesn't even sound right. <laughs> well, I mean, reading a lot of things, I didn't like learn how to read English till I was in third, fourth, and fifth grade when they transition you from like bilingual. And I kid you not, some words I'm like, oh, it's this, and they're like, no, 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 no. Así no se dice. So he said. They said tomato, not tomato, because when you're reading something and you speak a different language, I think it comes off. The like, translate, yeah, yeah, the translation. I also, English is fucking hard. It is because certain things, like they don't even make sense, like why we say or write. I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head, but I, I can't. But there's just like write, write, and oh you my know, all of those things. I feel there's like that so would be really many hard. Words that mean the same thing. Yeah, I, w- I, I feel like learning English is really difficult so so fuck english yeah (laughs) cheers hey everybody i'm carla and i'm star welcome Welcome to to Divination. divination so today's episode is love frequency love frequency I feel like I should throw on like a 60s beat. <laughs> <laughs> Something smooth. Something smooth. Today's episode is about love frequency and everything in between. You know us. We we, we say we're going to talk about one thing and then we dive all the way left, all the way right. 
because we do have very different opinions, which I absolutely adore because you guys get the best of both worlds, like Hannah Montana. Oh, my goodness. Um, first and foremost, I just I'm just going to I'm going to pop off. I'm just going to start. I'm going to start talking because relationships in general, romantic relationships, we're, we, we already did an episode about friendship. We're not here to talk to you guys about how you should treat your friends or how your friends should teach you. I'm talking about this is someone you get down in the need and greedy with, like somebody like your your spouse, your partner, somebody you want to you're building a life with. Your day in, your day out. This person has seen you rock bottom, mountain high top. And I feel like one thing I want to be clear about in this episode, because I think when you talk about romantic relationships that can feel very intimate to certain people like they may I don't want anyone to feel basically that we are saying that relationships have to be this way or that absolutely not yeah like this is our experiences and we're hoping through our experiences that maybe you can like learn something maybe you can resonate with something um, maybe you could just feel a little like less alone in your relationship experiences. Or you might be going through something and you might have a baby realization or you might know somebody who's going through something and be like, dang, you need to listen to this episode, girlfriend, because she she or he might be resonating with something. Um, But yeah, one thing that Star just said, I specifically want to address that we are not just speaking about Carla and Philip. Or Star and Surge. Like, this is a broad spectrum and also an intimate setting. So, take it as you will. Our lessons don't just come from the current relationship that we're in. And I mm-hmm. think that's really important to to note, too. This is kind of a life life lessons that maybe have led us to this point. Like, I have a whole child are. with somebody I'm not with. Exactly. And I had a lot of lessons in that relationship, so... And, you know, if you're a single mom or someone with kids that is now in a different relationship, stick around. (laughs) Like Carla said, if you're a single mom, stick around. Because one thing I want to stress is that it's not over just because you are now a single mom. I think Carla can attest to that. It is absolutely not over. If you're a single dad or a single mom, there are people out there that are on their stepdaddy vibes. <laughs> I know that's, and I know that's really funny to say. And if any family is listening to this, I'm sorry. Cause I'm just gonna, Phil is the number one stepdaddy of the fucking universe to me. This man goes above and beyond for Jordan and I more so than his actual father does. It takes a, a real woman or a real man. Cause it's not just stepdaddies or stepmommies out there to step into a relationship when there's already somebody else's child involved, uh, it takes, trust me, it takes communication, it takes honesty. Oh, man, I can go down the rabbit hole of everything that it takes to be in a relationship with somebody who has a child. In your stepmom or stepdad era, and there is drama, be honest with yourself. Do you want to, It's you need to... 100% commit to not only this person but the child and if you're not going to do that then get out of that relationship because that family doesn't fucking deserve that and I say that with a lot of like emotion because it's so true again props because everybody's Phil. affected at that point yes I've I've been uh a, like I, I wouldn't say victim but I've been in that scenario my mom dated after she divorced my dad and 
she got remarried, my stepdad for years, and I don't even know where that man is now. He was a huge part of our life then, but like, I have no idea where he's at. Having experienced that as a child, I think even then growing up, having a kid, leaving that relationship, and then I knew I wanted to be with somebody. I didn't want to be alone for the rest of my life. So when I would date people, they wouldn't meet Jordan. Like, I was so strict about this. And when I met Phil, this is how I knew, like, our souls were just meant to be. And I, I love you, babe. <laughs> but this is how I knew. Because from the moment we started dating, we were literally inseparable every day. I'm a single mom. Where was my kid? Obviously with me. Um, This guy could have been, again, I love you, babe. This guy could have been a fucking creep. And I was like head over heels. And <laughs> he right away started bonding with Jordan as well. And Phil showed me really early on that he was about it. Like his stepdaddy vibes were on point And <laughs> I felt confident bringing Jordan around. And of course, we would have like date night. And, you know, we would get a sitter. And we were still in our dating phase. But when he asked me if I wanted to be his girlfriend, and we talked about a few months later, literally a few months later, we talked about moving in together, which shocked absolutely everyone. But it's not your relationship. It's ours. Um, we moved in together. It too, he already had a one bedroom apartment and Jordan and I moved in. And through that, we had a lot of those real heavy conversations early on, which were very important to me. And if you are in that single mom, single dad position, I highly encourage you to have these conversations so you don't put your child through not you're not the only one going through a breakup at that point like so is your baby or babies so things like standard visitation that we have to deal with somebody is going to constantly be coming to our door to pick up this child somebody is constantly somebody that I was in a relationship with not just a random person like somebody who at one point I thought I loved which I now realize wasn't love but that's a whole nother story <laughs> Somebody's going to constantly be texting me. We're obviously not texting about anything other than Jay. But to understand those things very early on, I highly, highly encourage you because we're here we are five years down the road planning things and we're able to do so and have this beautiful life because everything was talked about so early on. Like, don't you don't you agree? Like, just if you're not communicating, like, don't you feel? Oh, absolutely. I think that communication is the foundation of any relationship but primarily a romantic relationship because without that you really and truly have nothing and I guess that leads me you know right into kind of talking about a little bit of Serge and I you know um, in episode one I think we shared how long we've been together it has been quite some time um, but it feels like him and I have had multiple relationships in one relationship um, it feels y'all are different people. Oh, absolutely. Like we, I feel like we've changed at minimum. I'm talking like huge changes at least three to four times. You know, it, I feel like we're in relationship 4.0 at this point, you know, <laughs> um, we've grown. And I think that takes me into the communication kind of reminded me of just overall health, right? Like your mental health, your physical health, your, emotional health and I had to get really real with myself and realize that you know first we had a relationship for many years we weren't even married right I don't I'm not saying that marriage is the foundation for everything all of that before the marriage it wasn't unmeaningful that was a long 
long time of our lives before we even got married. But what I can say is, is that I entered into our marriage unready. And I think that he did too. Um, and that is really heavy uh, to unpack, I think. Um, like in episode one on Sit With It, I had said that too. And I remember then thinking like, I need to talk about that a little bit more with our listeners because like to say something so heavy, right, that, you know, you weren't ready to be married, but that but you got married. I did. I got married and, you know, we're still here. Um, but a lot of work has come into still being here. And it's funny because I was actually having this conversation with my girlfriends a couple of days ago. I had shared something about love and trust and how being with someone and it, it makes you feel safe, right? To let your guard down. And I, let me just pull it up because, you know, I I love that you just said that it makes you feel safe to pull your guard down. I think in some relationships in the past, I had my guard up and I never like allowed somebody in. And they, you know, I, I will say even with Bill, my guard was a little up, Mm -hmm. but I fell head over heels. And Mm -hmm. so did he. And that allowed us to like simultaneously at the same time, put both of our guards down for each other. Yeah. And I think that's really important because all of all those years Serge and I were together I'm not saying that there was not love there there was absolutely love there had to have been love there in order to stay together that long mm-hmm. although you know what I kind of I feel like also people stay together in things that are not healthy for a long time and mm. we kind of were there but at the same time there was still a lot of love in the relationship so like I just feel like there was a lot of love but there was a lot of distance um, but I had shared something that said dating someone who is patient and makes you feel safe so you can communicate your feelings, needs, and insecurities and work through them together with love and understanding. And my friend was like, how do you do this? Um, She asked me, right? Like, how do you do this? How do you like stay married? No, like what I just read. Like, how do you? I'm so sorry. No, like, how do you? So she was like, how do you do that? Right. Because I'll be losing my patience sometimes. Right. And same, I'm same friend. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I told her. I'm like, that's going to happen. Right. Yeah, we're but still human. We we're not perfect. I think when people say like relationships are work, marriages work. I do think that that's true, but it shouldn't feel like a job. I think that's where people d- can't distinguish the two. Like it should not feel like you're going and having to clock in. It should feel like natural. Like you want to make it work. You want to work towards that together goal. Together. Exactly. And that's the main part is that you want to work through this together. Because during that, you know, dark night of the soul time of my life, we talk about in episode one. And I think that our, at this point, our episodes are like building upon <laughs> one another. And we keep saying like episode we're just, one. We're just episode stacking blocks. And I feel like that's really what is happening here. You know, I'm getting to know more about you and you're getting to know more about me. And y'all are getting to know about us. <laughs> and that was really it during that time. Um, I, you know, I knew that I had some deep, deep work to do on myself. And like I said, I got married unready, but I also have to recognize that I had, because I didn't recognize it at that time, but I do recognize it now that I had a beautiful, beautiful partner Mm. sitting in front of me ready to 
put in that work and I would have missed out on on life with this person literally I would have missed out on so many beautiful moments and experiences with him had I not just opened up sat with myself let my guard down um he absolutely provided a space to heal and for the last three years or so we've been truly truly healing together and that's been hard it's taken brutal honesty raw real conversations that people don't want to have difficult conversations that people don't want to talk about like you were saying right at the right at the beginning well ours wasn't right at the beginning it was so many years later and yeah you guys also started dating when y'all were in high school y'all were so young like you're not you're not having those hard raw conversations that young i mean let's be honest no you're not and if you have a teenager be honest with your children so that they don't grow up either like me having a child really young and with all due respect to star like being in a in such a committed relationship so young yes because that level of commitment at such a young age i didn't know what i was doing and there's a zero way search could have known what he was doing we have absolutely grown together mm-hmm. in every single way and we've grown apart and then we grown back together again and then apart and we have not been one of those like on and off couples like i'm we have had like small little breaks right just uh figuring things out but we're for the most part you know yeah phil and i've had a break too yeah but but i was like you better not touch nobody (laughs) (laughs) like a a mutual i think those are i think those are healthy too and if you're in a good space with your partner and y'all can do that i if you're not mentally or okay to take that space then work through things and still be together but if you can i i tend to recommend taking a little breather because you know they say like if you love something let it go it'll come back like i don't really believe that quote but at the same time i take what i want from it like you can take a break and still come back to somebody and be in the right headspace to be with them yeah and you know in the last three years it wasn't necessarily a break but i was changing and there wasn't a break but there was space surge just like stepped back but you guys are still married and living together right yeah yeah that's what i mean like i'm not saying like somebody's leaving the house or like you guys are gonna see other people in that time i mean like a true even though you guys live together like a true mental space Mm -hmm. or somebody's providing you with that and you have that in somebody don't let them go no because like i said he stepped back but yet he stepped up and he saw me working on my mind and my body and my health and he did everything in his power to do the same for himself and with me and it's just been such a transformational time um i'll read this because y'all already know me with my books but they brought two today (laughs) young pueblo he's absolutely phenomenal his third book is coming out next month um i have to link these i keep saying this for every episode but i need to link all these resources to these books because I think we'll just throw it on a post yes. and do the cover of each book like on a picture. Yes. But this is a quote from Young Bubble. Um, his books came to me at a time in my life that I absolutely needed it. Um, this quote says, they both know that they're not together to complete each other. 
that their happiness is their own to create. Nevertheless, their ethereal bond serves a great purpose. It gives them the time and space to love each other well enough to release the tension of their unloved hearts. Their love for one another is not the end, but rather a means to an end. It is a humble tool of healing and nourishment that can strengthen their minds and make their spirits mighty so that they may both travel as far within themselves as possible so that they may both release all the limits that flow to their happiness so that they may both swim freely in the waters of wisdom and universal understanding. I feel like if you need to rewind that and listen to it again, please do because that was really beautiful way to go young Pueblo, because that is very well said. Thank you for reading that star. I, I do adore and I've, I love you that you bring all your books. You know, people are like, oh, it's 50-50. It's 100% and 100% and together y'all make 200%. And some days it's like, I only have this much to give and this person can help put in the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and it, I, you do want to like, I guess, break it down math wise. Like, yeah, it could be like 70-30 one day. Mm-hmm. You are your own person. He or she is their own person. And together y'all become... A beautiful soul whole, not like, oh, I need this person in order to survive. That's like an unhealthy coping. Oh, I did not realize (laughs) how that it just like screams attachment issues, Mm. right? Um, and attachment issues is its own episode. Yeah, like both of us. Well, my dad was in my life, but both of us have like I don't want to say daddy issues, but they are. But they are. Mm -hmm. I mean, if if I ask my therapist she won't call it daddy issues but that's like pop culture (laughs) but we know what we're talking about we know and if you had that lack in your life as a child will that transpire into your relationships because I saw so much of it with my mom growing up again I mentioned like my mom was very submissive Mm -hmm. um she would cook serve her husband and then serve us and then sit down and serve herself and I to this day still do that mm-hmm. like I make sure I have both plates I bring them I serve Phil and Jordan and then I'm like do you guys need anything else what do you want to drink da, da, da. like and to a lot of people that especially like in today's world like I I am very very much like the husband is the head of the household type mm-hmm. of thing um <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I like that you said that because and it's know. it's a very touchy subject for some mm-hmm. people if you're if you're a single woman and you do everything for yourself I congratulate you that's not me I'm a stay-at-home mom and he fully financially provides not only for myself but for my child who is not his child so forgive me if what I want to do is make sure my man is fed and taken care of and his clothes are clean and my house is clean and ooh, I, I, I want to live on a farm girl I want to live and just be who i'm meant to be and taking care of your like that is y'all's roles that y'all have established in your relationship and it works for y'all i that part it works for us if it doesn't work for you that's you boo exactly and you don't and i'm not here to say like one is right or one is wrong or whatever Mm -hmm. it is and i can even speak from the standpoint of i've been in both of those shoes now at this point in our relationship um but i will say that through this work that I've been talking about, this healing work, right? Working on myself, working on my body, working on my 
um, life in general, it's like you start to define clearly what it is you want your relationship to look like. What do you want to bring to the relationship? And what do you want your partner to bring to the relationship? And all those lines were really fuzzy between Serge and I for a long time. Like I was very, I've always been a very goal oriented, ambitious woman. And I still am to this day. You have a part-time job, if I'm not mistaken, correct? I mean, if you want to call it that, I'm just, (laughs) at this point, it's like, I'm... But Serge also fully financially provides for you and him, right? Right. Okay. Okay. And, and, but Star is not as submissive as I am in that sense. Or yes. Not necessarily, but I mean, like every, everything's just a little bit less defined. Like, I guess, and it just, but it just works for us. Um, and I think part of that comes through healing. Like, I was saying, you know, there was a time in our relationship where, I was like, I was a teacher. So at, and at that point in our relationship, maybe I was, you know, no, I was bringing in majority of the income. So the dynamics of a relationship were a little bit different. Right. And now being in the completely opposite, he's bringing in the majority. And now I'm not, I know what that feels like to be in both positions. I am. That only happened for like a month with Phil and I (laughs) when he started his business. (laughs) Yeah. And for me, it's like, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that you have to figure out what works for you. Yeah. And the reason I I didn't, uh, the reason I asked you, like, if you're also kind of in that same situation was more so, so everybody gets that perspective. Like Mm -hmm. you can be, you could totally be in a relationship where the man is 100% financially responsible for both of y'all and not be super submissive and not be like, what do you need? Like, that's not like at all what I'm, what I'm trying to get at. Like star and I might be in the same financial dynamic a little bit because we both still, I still make salsas and she still works, but so we still have like an income that we bring in. But I guess more what I'm trying to say is like, you can be in, a similar situation as a friend and not be the same person or not, and not have, be super submissive or not have the same relationship dynamics. Yeah. Because y'all are all different people. Right. And for Serge and I, it was, I was so heavily guarded during that time. I, you, I grew up, right. Seeing my mom consistently struggle like you, you know, she was in different relationships. Um, she was very submissive actually in her relationships, but you know what? Um, she was submissive and those men didn't do anything for her. Mm. And that right there was, and I do want to get into that later. Yeah. And that was the one thing that to me, I was like, Oh, I, I am never, I will never be there. So I feel like part of what I had to heal through was why did I become so masculine? I was so headstrong. I felt like I had to shoulder everything by myself. And those, those things, watching those things grow up, watching my mom be like that, that played out in my relationships later on. I was very much like that with Serge. Like Serge is a whole ass, like masculine man. (laughs) He's a leader. He makes decisions. He does all these things. And I was missing out on, I was missing out on all of that, all of those beautiful things that because of that wall you built up mm -hmm. since you were a kid. And he, and he will talk about it to this day, you know, like, Oh, you, you like absolutely refuse to let me do blank, blank, blank. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I was so, masculine and it's been so beautiful the last few years to just like fall into my feminine essence because Mm. Serge is putting up that masculine essence for me to fall back on like I can 
finally just like flourish and just be me and who I am because he's being him and who he is and we're not like at odds with each other anymore yeah like we're just like in sync and in flow for the first yeah. time in our lives and I'm like wow this is what I want my relationship like to feel 100% like 100% relate to everything you just said with Bill and I I I feel like even aside from the very hard conversations we had at the beginning that had to do with me and my child we didn't have a lot of other hard conversations that we probably should have that did transpire like later in our relationship. And in the last, I will say year and a half, we've been together for, excuse me, we've been together for five years and the last year and a half has probably been the most beautiful, like him and I connected part of our relationship. Cause our relationship's always been cool. It's always been fun. We've always had really good sex. Um, that's never been an issue. I think those hard, hard conversations didn't happen until like a year and a half ago. And because of that, I mean, like him and I conversations, mm -hmm. we're in a much better place. <clears throat> like, I think um, not necessarily just in his relationship and my relationship, but maybe relationships we both had in the past or maybe you're going through this. I used to. Instead of like talking things out and I did mention episode one, like I recently went to therapy, not. 10 years ago, um, I used to like confuse humiliating somebody and joking with somebody uh, as kind of like a coping thing. Instead of saying like, you hurt my feelings or I didn't like the way you did this and being very open now, being very open, like now when I communicate something, I'll wait till things kind of like, I'll wait an hour after something has been said and I'm like, hey, you know, you said X, Y, and Z and it hurt my feelings. I see your perspective. I understand why you feel that way. I just want you to know that the way you said it hurt my feelings. And so with that, with with being like open in that communication, we've we've grown and we've learned more about each other. And he now understands me more because before, instead of being like, hey, what you said hurt my feelings, I'd be like, ha ha, X, Y, and Z about you. And sometimes very disrespectfully because I would do it in front of other people. And which would lead him to be like, B-I-T-C-H, like what? You know, like this is, this is who I'm building my life with. This is who I do everything for. Like just what? he was feeling the disrespect. Yeah, I was very disrespectful. Mm -hmm. Mind you, I grew up in a very submissive household. I thought I was doing everything I needed to do. But because I never grew up in a house where communication was the number one thing that happened, I my coping when I was angry or sad was to humiliate and joke and be ugly and disrespectful. I'm not like that anymore, thank God. But I would just want you guys to understand like you can joke with your partner. Like you but truly like ha ha fun joke. Like, especially if it's just you and your partner, you I really feel like that's your best friend. Mm -hmm. Definitely, you should be able to be like, oh, my God, ha, 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 this happened. And then you guys both laugh. When you're the only one laughing and your not partner funny. is not laughing, it's not funny. Yeah, I It took me a couple years in our relationship to understand, like, that I was even doing that. And he would, I think what sucks the most is he would tell me, like, I just want respect for every argument that we would have it was never like it's because you're so mean it's because you don't have the house clean it's because this it's because okay i did have a full-time job for the longest time so it wasn't like because of finances 
it was truly just like I just want to be respected, and who doesn't just want to be respected? Mm-hmm. You e- know, everybody in a relationship, and I think that's important to stress. Everybody at all times is deserving of respect. Only you know what that looks like for you. Only you know what, mm-hmm. what how to define that for yourself. But respect is it's key. But you know, one of the things that you're you're saying to me basically is that you did some serious inner work. You mm-hmm. did some seriously serious inner healing. Mm-hmm. And that made your relationship better because of it. And I, as I did he, that. like I wasn't the only one putting in the work because it's, it is both of you guys have to do the work. Even if it's 10% that other person's fault and 90% your fault, you can't just be the only one working towards the relationship because, oh, I'm the only one that's hurt. No, at, at the end of the day, in that scenario, we were both hurting in very different ways. And we both had to heal to be where we're at today. I love that you say that because one of the things I wanted to bring up is this idea that, and I feel like it gets tossed around a lot, is that you'll hear it, right? Like, you need to work on yourself before you enter a relationship. Yes and no. (laughs) Me too. I feel the same way. (laughs) Yes and no. Like, don't be in complete shambles. (laughs) Right. That might not be the best time. But at the same time, like you said, we're human. And a lot of times we're, you didn't recognize that about yourself at that time. No, I I was single for years. I was I was very much, I'll use, I'll quote you. I was very much in that masculine era of my life because I was a single mom and I was paying everything by myself and it was just, I got it. I can do it. I can do it. I got it. Like I was cleaning houses. I was serving. I was making well, well over a college degree salary doing what I needed to do. So it wasn't like I didn't have money or I, but I wasn't happy. Like, no, I think people are like, oh, yeah, it's because you it's because you don't have money. Like money doesn't bring you happiness because I don't know. I guess that's a whole like weird. I don't even know how to like entail all of that. But it wasn't anything that happened. Well, you were money. I feel like honestly, as a woman, you were burning out. Oh, absolutely. When and I just stopped working. Maybe now it's been like almost two years that I stopped working. But for those first three years of our relationship, everything was 50 50 mm-hmm. like. Everything was half the rent, half the car, half or my car, his car, every half the insurance, half the phone bill, half everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so even then, I did feel like less pressure. Like th- those, I started to feel like more into my feminine en- mm-hmm. energy and who I was. And when you I just f- had time to breathe, that's that's really what it was. Mm-hmm. I really didn't just I, for years. I mean, since Jordan was born. Because financially, his father doesn't do anything. Um, he might be there with his time, but financially, he doesn't provide a cent. Mm-hmm. So, I think I didn't. I didn't get to be me and see who I truly wanted to continue to be in life until I was able to become a stay-at-home mom. I just realized that you know because Serge and I have been together for so long. We, I have been in and out of like, of that feminine, masculine energy, right, within a relationship. Because I remember when I first moved out, um, when of we your moved parents' out, house, of my yeah, of my mom's house. Oh, sorry. It, yeah. it was like, I, like he was providing me what I needed at that time, right? I wasn't gonna work. I was just gonna kind of finish up school, uh, my bachelor's degree at that time, and then he was gonna take over. Um, and so we've just kind of been like in and out of that. Right. And then there was a time where I'm done with school. Now I am. And so we've just, it's just been like a, a push and a pull, but never a in 
sync. And I think that that you know maybe in this era of our lives, it's there's finally a sync, and it and at this point now, there's so much sync that it doesn't matter who makes what at this point moving forward. Everything is together. One thousand percent. Yeah, that's exactly how Phil and I are. And like that's what that's what it feels like is like there it has nothing to do with finances anymore and it has everything to do with resources we are building resources now that we use together and it is a partnership a a cohesive partnership and nothing it Mm. has no monetary it's no it's no longer monetary one thousand percent relate to everything you just said i love that you just said that i I might I might sound like I don't make any money. My salsitas, for me, I do well for me. Like, mm-hmm. given that I don't have to take care of the big bills, there's times where I'll, I'll transparency. Mm-hmm. There's times where everything's paid, and then, like, obviously we have our savings and we have our budgeted money, but I'm like, by the way, I made an extra $1,000. I'm putting that into our savings, or I'm putting that into our checking account so we can go on a random baby vacation or whatever, like, and, and again, it's not who provided the money because it mm-hmm. could have been that both of us put a thousand dollars in. It's a joint, not just joint bank account, but it's a joint relationship. Mm-hmm. Like that's you when you get to that point of your relationship, man, it, it feels good. It feels good. It really does. I'm mm-hmm. I'm sorry if you're not there yet, and if and if you're not, again, those realizations of your own relationship. Mm-hmm. How you want things to work. Only you only you know what how you want your dynamics to play out in your mm-hmm. relationship. And if you want to be there at some point, start having those conversations. What? How do you see us handling our finances together in the future? How do you see, ooh, there's a bunch of things you could talk about. Like um, housing, jobs. When we have kids, would you prefer that I stay home? Da-da-da-da. Like There's mm-hmm. so much you could get into. Um, what is important to you as far as like quality time goes in a relationship? Like how much quality time is important to you is a date a week. What you're looking for is, are you not like, we don't have to prioritize going out on a date. Like we can do absolutely nothing. So long as you and I are sitting on the couch, like undivided attention, you know, Mm -hmm. those are all like dynamics that you have to set. And again, like star said, only, you know, what are what those things are and what you want to transpire in your own relationship your non-negotiables in your relationship Mm. and back to you know what kind of got us here is again we carl and i are saying we don't necessarily believe that you have to completely heal yourself and fix yourself in order to be in a healthy relationship i'm gonna give y'all one more quote because (laughs) this one is to me this is this is like encompassing what we're talking about here and this is still young pueblo but this is in his second book clarity and connection so it says throw away the idea that you have to be fully healed to be in a loving relationship with a great partner we normally come together with many unresolved issues because healing simply takes time the couples who shine with harmony are the ones who commit to healing and growing together Mm-hmm. which we beautiful quote but literally like everything we just talked about yeah everything we just talked about uh one thing i do want to say that i think is a huge non-negotiable i mean if you know somebody in this situation if you have gone through this and made it out kudos to you if you're currently listening and you feel like this is the time in your life where you need to reflect on this please do 
and we send you all the good energies or prayers or whatever you need. But I think abuse, any form of abuse. Mental, physical, emotional. You know, it, it's it's not healthy. And if you feel like you are going through that, speak to somebody, whoever you feel like you can talk to. Because while going through hardships in a relationship is sometimes normal, going through abuse in a relationship is not. No. So please, if you're listening, that's just something I definitely wanted to touch base on. I personally have never been in a tremendous situation like to that magnitude, um, and I'm thankful for it. But I think maybe I also wasn't in a space or a time in my life where I was even aware that I was being abused. Mm -hmm. And I made it out, and maybe somebody like told me, and I didn't listen. Mm -hmm. You know, there will be signs, and somebody will tell you, like, you know you're prioritizing just your relationship and you've lost yourself or you got to listen to that. Also, sometimes things get normalized in our childhood, right? We may see our parents' dynamics or their relationships and what they accepted and we may start thinking that is okay. That's normal. Yes. And I know I for sure saw that play out in many, many different relationships in my childhood. And I normalized certain feelings certain actions and I didn't I have never experienced physical abuse but I have experienced mental abuse and that was very normalized for me um it wasn't in this relationship it was in a much younger relationship which speaks to its it, it's on its own it's yeah, like whoa it's you like, had if you're listening and you just listen like star had a relationship in high school saying so now she's going to she's taking us back back mm -hmm. and it's like that's not okay either it's like even just n even just like knowing that y that it was normalized for me to be in a relationship so young that is not okay i do not want my if i have a child one day i do not want them thinking that Number one, they need to be in a relationship that young. That was normalized in my family, being in relationships young. Um, and number two, that that's what a relationship should look like, right? I should have had clearer examples of what is appropriate and what I should accept. And I had to define all of those things for myself. So if you are in that space trying to define what it is that you, what it is that are your non-negotiables, what are your standards, I feel you because that's hard. That's really, really hard to do. Um, but you're worthy of respect at all levels. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You are worthy. You are loved. And just listen to your people. Um, because the last thing we want is for anyone to be dealing with that and and not know how to get out of it. You can even reach out to us. We'll help you. Absolutely. So I'm totally turning the page here. Totally going to turn the page. We're going to end on a little bit lighter note. We are. Because we, although we know like abuse is something that was kind of heavy to talk about, it's it's something that we both felt that just needed to be said. But turning the page on a lighter note, another non-negotiable, if we're talking real non-negotiables in a relationship, is sex. Sex. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> again, if you are a family member listening here is your beware sign. Um, sex is a huge part of a relationship. Not in the sense of you need to have sex every day. You need to 
be having crazy rowdy sex. There's no certain number of Yes. Times. No, absolutely not. I don't I don't think like oh I, and I know some people like if you Google like what's a healthy number of times to have sex a week and somebody's like two and somebody's like three. These are all opinions. There is no medical uh like definite recommendation. Yeah, there's yeah, there's no recommendations like you need to do it four times a week in order to be in a healthy marriage. No. You need to do what's best for you and your partner. Let's be real. Um, but a huge non-negotiable for me is definitely sex. I think healthy, Which? like healthy orgasmic sex, not like, not like only one person is getting pleased or like, um, where you don't want to have sex and the other person's like, come on, come on, come on. That could be a little uh, uh, like borderline a, abusive. Yeah, Absolutely. borderline abusive. Um, if you like rough sex, we're not, we're not here to tell you that that's abuse. Like that's what you like in the bedroom. Do you boo? Um, so let's not confuse the two, but yeah, fuck yeah. Sex is super important. If I'm not, if it's for me, for me again, everybody's different, but for me, if I'm not at least one time a week, I'm like, Hey, what's What's going going on? on? Yeah. (laughs) Hello. Are we on the same page? And I'm very much like, again, those abandoned ministries sometimes come up. I'm like, do you still love me? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. Hello. Oh, my goodness. And I was just about to say, but I didn't want to interrupt your thought. I (laughs) said which, but which we will have an episode just on this topic because this (laughs) sex deserves its own topic, honestly. Sure as hell does. And it's absolutely a taboo subject. Um, People don't necessarily openly talk about sex, I feel like, Mm -hmm. as they should. And it's also not taught to us. No, it's not. We're taught like sex ed. Right. Like, like sex parts. Really? Yeah. Like, not s- like this is your machine. This is your penis. This is, you know, like that. And and more so like how not to reproduce, but not even that because hello, <laughs> look at me. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but I <laughs> dude, just I think let me. OK. Sex is a huge, huge topic on its own that will get its own but i will say because we're talking about relationships i can tell you one thing when my relationship was not healthy the sex was not healthy either and that could be the actual sex in itself the amount of times like we went through periods of time where that just wasn't a healthy relationship of our life what is it called dry periods dry spells or like that type of thing um and it is absolutely reflective of what is happening and that can be a lot of things like we don't have kids but i know that you know when you're when you just had kids like you're trying to figure out schedules like all sorts mm-hmm. of things um and those dry spells are i think in my opinion they're normal i think mm-hmm. it's like healthy you guys are coming into a new point in your lives um but if you're if you're going through your own dry spell and you don't know why communication yes letting like just letting that person in to your world so that way you can figure it out together and sex is like a beautiful to me it's a ceremony yeah like, it should bring you guys closer together yeah. you shouldn't feel like strange or have that you know when you ride a co- like a roller coaster and you have that weird like feeling in your tummy when you're like going down and you're like oh <laughs> um i don't think that's what sex should feel like like no. if you're feeling that way then I don't know. You might not be with the right person. <laughs> like like the know. energy. Yeah. That sounds like energy is off. To yeah. me, I feel like it's like, like I said, and I people are like, what the hell? What do you mean a ceremony? No, like <laughs> literally. Yeah, like we slice our hands and there's <laughs> blood. And 
<laughs> no, I mean like oh my an, God. it's like a I mean an, after Bruja vibes, they don't know what to They expect. don't even know what's happening. <laughs> no, but just like a ceremony and exchange of energy when you leave that space, you're so much more connected. Mm-hmm. You're so much more in tune. Mm-hmm. Um I just feel like I don't know how to I don't know how to exp- it We're gonna explain every intricacy about sex <laughs> in another <laughs> Guys, guys, y'all know, please, we're on episode four. Y'all know our thoughts are, we're a little making scrambled eggs, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, we asked you guys some questions um, about relationships. Uh, We each have a few to hit on. So I'll start off with the question and then read some responses. But we said, share something special your spouse partner has done for you. Um, somebody said, wash my clothes, LOL. I love that. Um, because I wash somebody's clothes and if somebody was like, or, or Phil was like, oh yeah, like I love that Carla washing my clothes, which he, he does. He's very appreciative, but that's, that's super sweet. It can be the smallest things that you're doing for your partner that transpire into your whole lives. It could literally be the smallest thing. One thing like for me is that I absolutely feel in every aspect this goes Female, male, whatever. non-binary, whatever yeah. it is, right? Because I feel like this is really important. Your partner should be making your life easier. Mm, yes. Oh, ooh, ooh. yes, absolutely. Your part. You should not be making each other's lives any more difficult. Y'all should be there in a joint understanding, and it should feel it. It not. It won't always feel breezy, but it should feel breezy. Uh, another person said, "I went away on a two-week trip." And they prepared a journal with fun and cute daily messages. Oh, I love that. Oh, my God. That's so sweet. I don't know who you are, but that, I love that. Oh, my God. That is really, really sweet. So your partner took the time to write in like, hey, today, I hope you have a beautiful lunch. Hey, today, this. Or I don't know what your journal said. If you want to send us in um, some thoughts on or uh, send us a picture mm-hmm. if you want send to. We would love to see it. But that's super sweet. I think when somebody, again, this might have cost him or her. I don't know, a dollar if you mm-hmm. get a little journal. But the thought behind it, the amount of time that this person was going to be gone, how absolutely thoughtful of this person. Like, that to me is just like volume speaking. I can't even speak to the level of connection that that creates. Like, we're just talking about sex and the connection that creates. Just so y'all know, men um, out there, your that foreplay in the bedroom starts outside of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. All those mm-hmm. things that you're doing leading up until the time that you're in the bedroom how you're treating your partner outside of the bedroom absolutely transpires to that passion inside okay so another question we asked is what is a green flag for you in a relationship and one person said affection and respect which we hit absolutely that's a green flag and number two they said they see you for more than just what you provide or do for them which we also we also touched on right i just said right that partners should make your life easier but also seeing your partner outside of just what they can do yeah like you're running late to work and your coffee's already on the table like ready with your next to your keys and you're like oh my goodness how thoughtful of them i'm already going through a really rough morning and this person might also be running late but they're like you know what let me just make this person's day a little brighter 
and have their coffee ready to go. Mm-hmm. It can be the smallest the things. S- the smallest things or the largest or things. Or the largest things. And I will take this one to the largest things because this episode I talked a lot about that healing work I did with Serge. Yeah. And it's like I couldn't even have gotten through some of that healing work in our relationship had Serge not recognized that I was worthy of sticking around to see through mm-hmm. that healing work mm-hmm. because he stuck around. We got to flourish. Absolutely. Okay. And the flip side of that, what is a red flag in a romantic relationship for you? And someone said they're not community oriented. They are, they are not willing to lend a helping hand to others. Mm, I, I love that one. I am super like after we go eat, I put all the plates like together at the restaurant and make sure it's like the busser or the server have an easier time cleaning up. Um, if, if I see like my, I have a 77, I'm actually not entirely sure how old she is, um, front door neighbor. If I see like she's going through something or Phil sees she's going through something, we are both like immediately, uh, right there. Mm-hmm. She actually, quick story. She actually fell a couple of weeks ago, broke her shoulder and Phil and I like in our pajamas cause she's out there early in the morning doing her plant stuff. Phil and I early in the morning, like rushed out of the door he didn't have a shirt on he was just in shorts rushed to help her if he would have been like you go i'm in bed you go deal with it like it's a turn off it's a turn off it is so that is a huge green flag if you see that your partner is like willing to help the community willing to like serve and put themselves that servant mindset yeah mm-hmm. I, it's I, big. it is and that's a huge i'll one. tell a quick story too on that and and this kind of closes this out because i do think that's a really important one is that like Serge since we were young one of the things that has turned me on uh, the most about Serge is how compassionate he is mm-hmm. he has had always had like a sweet spot especially for special needs children and special needs adults uh, when we were in high school there was I remember a time that there was a kid that was being made fun of and like Serge stepped in and like immediately like de-escalated that and then into adulthood, Serge used to work in, like, the restaurant industry. And his restaurant used to do, like, Special Olympics. Serge used to go out of his way to, like, purchase the shirts to help the team. Like, I mean, it was just, like, so much, so, so much, like, compassion. And it just, like, it used to hit me all the time. And there is, without a doubt, I am a better person because Serge is my husband. I'm a better person because he's in my life and I've experienced him. If you're in a relationship and you're not feeling some of the things that she just said, again, question that. Um, what is a hard lesson you've learned in a romantic relationship? Somebody said not to give 100% where it's not being given to where you're not losing yourself and your partner. Mm. Like, for example, if you are constantly getting invited out by your friends, like on a double date or triple date or just, hey, bring so-and-so along, and that person is like, no, I don't want to go. And then instead of saying, like, okay, no worries, like, I completely respect your decision. However, I made these plans with my friends. I'm still going to go and join them. And setting those boundaries early on, you're like, okay, well, I'll just cancel. Mm-hmm. Because and you this don't. This is consistent. Yeah. Because you don't want to go, I'll stay with you. And that's just a mini example of how you can lose yourself in a relationship. If you're doing 100% of everything, planning everything, massages initiating sex um initiating dates initiating conversations initiating anything you're the only one doing this 
it's time to take a step back and, and realize I'm 100% and this other person is 0%. Mm-hmm. And we're not okay with that. Because I want to be with somebody at the end of the day who is making my life easier, not harder. Mm-hmm. You should be finding yourself in a relationship, not losing yourself. Yep. <laughs> Yuppers. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank y'all so much for joining us today. This was a beautiful episode in a lot of different ways. We touched a lot of different aspects of relationships. And we just want to thank y'all for sharing this space with us today. And joining us. And as always, dealing with our scrambled egg emotions (laughs) and thoughts. Um, This was love frequency. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I really just, I don't know why. I she just, sounds like she belongs on the radio. I really just like the way that sounds. But yes, guys, thank you so much. We appreciate y'all listening and tuning in. As always, I'm Carla. You can find me at Carla Love on Instagram. And you can find me at With All My Love Star. And you can find us at Divination Podcast on everything, as well as our link tree is in our bio. Thanks. Talk soon. Bye. Bye.